scripture reading is a prelude to Holy Week. The scene set by the Gospel writer is six days before Passover, and Jesus is experiencing as much home as he has in his ministry. When he preached in his hometown synagogue, he was nearly run off a cliff by a congregation of his neighbors and family. Jesus is at the home of his friend Lazarus. Lazarus, dead for three days, was raised by Jesus. This miraculous act was the straw that broke the backs of the religious leaders of the day. Jesus was drawing bigger crowds with each stop on his messianic teaching tour. And the raising of Lazarus was more than the religious leaders could take. Jesus and his disciples are dining at the home of Lazarus and his sisters, Martha and Mary. Martha, ever the busybody, prepared and served a meal, after which Mary pulled out a bottle of Chanel number no. 5 and began to anoint Jesus' feet with the expensive perfume and her hair. Judas then fires back, chastising Mary for being wasteful. Judas was expecting a messianic revolt out of Jesus. According to the Gospel writer, this is the moment that Judas begins his movement from light to darkness as Judas's mo- motives are revealed after he cannot convince Jesus to make a zealot-like move. This is an odd scene to be sure. Given a choice to attend a dinner party where one of the hostesses is busying herself with dinner, and the other will wash the feet of the guest of honor with high-dollar perfume and her hair, only to get dragged into a debate about fiscal responsibility and politics? I would most likely pass. This strange choice of scripture readings sets up much of what will unfold beginning next Sunday, Palm Sunday, and all of the events leading up to Easter. Following Jesus can present us with as nearly as many choices as there are on the Starbucks menu. I checked. There's 87,000. Catholic, Protestant, Orthodox, Evangelical, Ex-Evangelical, Methodist, Wesleyan, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Episcopalian, Anglican, Baptist, Cooperative Baptist, or Southern Baptist. That's the list, incomplete as it may be, to decide which community might be the right fit for you. Then there are translations of the Bible. King James Version, New King James Version, New Revised Standard Version, Common English, The Message, The Living Bible, or the New American Standard Bible. Again, an incomplete list at best. Choices abound. Having it your way seems oxymoronic for a group of people claiming to follow one person. But that is precisely what the church in 2022 has done. From our scripture reading, it can appear that we are presented with three options when it comes to following Jesus. Choice one, 
Martha, busying ourselves with what we deem to be the work of the church, all the while failing to see what is happening before us, not realizing Jesus is standing before us, throwing a dinner party, but failing to enjoy the party ourselves. Choice two, Mary. Adoration and gratitude to God as she draws attention away from herself and to the one she is anointing. Mary is continuing the preparations of the way of Jesus that John the Baptist began. John anointed Jesus' body, preparing him for his ministry. And Mary, she anointed Jesus, preparing him for his death. Choice three, Judas. The one worried about a year's wages, not because he cared for the poor. Instead, he was interested in his cut. Becoming pessimistic because we prefer our politics. And more often than not, choose our politics over Jesus standing before us. If I must choose, I'm going with Mary. Adoration, gratitude. Worshipful? That's the disciple I want to be. I know all of you well enough to know that most of you would also choose the Mary model of discipleship over the Martha or Judas version. After all, Mary, not Martha or Judas, not Peter or John, will go to the tomb on Easter to finish the anointing that was begun at Martha's dinner party. If we are to have it our way, I'm rolling with Mary. Or at least that's what I keep telling myself. In his book, Unapologetic, Francis Spufford points out that when we are given a choice between doing the right thing, mirroring Jesus' actions, and the human propensity to mess things up, we choose the latter. On paper, given the choice between Mary, Martha, and Judas. Mary sounds ideal. Still, all of us can sympathize with Judas's initial concerns because our politics continually butt heads with Jesus's ministry. We've all been Martha, busying ourselves to the point of not enjoying the grace extended to us. Spufford writes, what we are talking about here is not just our tendency to lurch and stumble and screw up by accident, our passive role as agents of enthropy. It's our active inclination to break stuff. Stuff here including moods, promises, relationships we care about, and our own well-being, and other people's, as well as material objects, whose high gloss positively seems to invite a big fat scratch. Because in this prelude to Holy Week, we have the busyness of Martha, the faithfulness of Mary, and the questionable motives of Judas. We have good news. You see, Jesus did not gather a perfect entourage to follow him. Next week, Sunday's palm-waving procession into Jerusalem will include Jesus riding a borrowed donkey, faithful and deceitful disciples, a crowd with some shouting Hosanna on Sunday. But when Friday rolls around, they will be shouting, crucify. Jesus is gathering all people into his grace. The ones who anoint his feet with perfume, 
the ones too busy to notice what is happening, and those who will sell them out to the fuzz. One day we might be washing his feet, and the next we are knee-deep in church business that isn't the business of the gospel. Or, or we are questioning the motives of the person standing before us. The very person who was placed into our care by the one we proclaimed and worshipped just a few hours before. Given the choice, I want to be married. I pray that I will be married, and I hope that I am. But just as often as I am, Mary, I am Martha, or Judas. I'm not betraying Jesus with a kiss. Still, nonetheless, I am betraying the grace and truth he has extended to me. Or I'm busying myself with matters that distract me from what Jesus is doing right in front of me. Perhaps being like Peter, denying ever knowing the one who paid a higher price than a bottle of Chanel number no. 5. Discipleship is a churchy paradox of being Martha or Mary or Judas. Even at the same time, I want to be Mary. We should all want to be Mary, but none of us are. We are either Martha busying ourselves with work or we are Judas wanting to attach Jesus to our political agenda. Nonetheless, Christ gathers all to him when he grows to the cross. Adoration, gratitude, and worship, while in the next breath being made righteous, still being a recipient of the grace of God when we reject or betray the gift extended to each of us. And still Jesus is gathering us in. Jesus is gathering you in. Grace is and has always been extended to the faithful and the unfaithful, to Martha, Mary, and Judas, to you and to me. Inclusive of all people, Christ is gathering us into the transforming light of his grace. A light so bright that the darkness of the cross cannot and will not drown it out. Amen.